Welcome everybody to Spinner Act. Today we're going to talk about one of the lions of the comic book industry, Bernie Rison. Um, he recently passed away. He was the creator of Swamp Thing. We have here today Cal Petey. You know, um, what do you guys think about his um, his impact on the comic book industry? Well, when you think of Bernie Wrightson's artwork, this is a guy who this is a guy who could probably see the detail, the pores in a wall at a distance of fifty feet. Because when you look at that line work, and not just the attention to detail and the care to detail, but you look at something and say, hey, I would have never thought that anything could look like this from a human hand actually performing it. Swamp Thing. Most of the time, Swamp Thing, if you would look, most guys, it would be a generic thing. Green guy, mm -hmm. throw a vine over here, that's it. No, this is muck, okay, yeah. and murk and vines and all of this tangled stuff that would have to go and at the same time it's living and moving and breathing and he gets all of that across when you look at his images but my favorite Bernie Wrightson work is his work on Frankenstein which I used many times to educate people as to Frankenstein when I had the opportunity to do it the I mean the laboratory sequences you know the bottles the the connecting tube and then when he throws the Frankenstein's monster into it just really good stuff, and in black and white too, which I think really brings out the the texture of everything that he was doing, as opposed to throwing color on it, which sometimes hide, it can hide uh, all of the detail that he was going for. But you look, and for the rest of the time, it's like, hey, how could Frankenstein look anything different? How could Frankenstein's monster, rather, look anything different than what he actually put on the page? An incredibly gifted hand. I mean, it, it's hard to keep track of what he was doing recently, because a lot of the stuff that I enjoy from him is like 1970s or from the uh, Frankenstein graphic novel. But, I mean, just a powerhouse talent. And, you know, you know, we, we are much poorer for not having him. Much poorer. Yeah, I mean, it, the thing is that there's, when he came around, I think he was also um, ushered into the comic book industry by Neil Adams but, and doing inking on some of Neil Adams' work. But when he came in, that was during the time of the, what's it, like the DC implosion? Whereas Swamp Thing came and they had a strong hit, him and Lane Wynn. They had a, a one issue and it was House of Mystery. And then the Swamp Thing comic went on to, but I mean, for the two of them, especially for Bernie, it was tough doing monthly comics, but we got a, a, a decent run of what we would consider adult comics. And then, you know, as he, you know, ventured off and did, like, I'm moving away from doing comics to do Frankenstein, Frank, well, Frankenstein you know, we saw him take the art form and then say, I'm pushing line even further than we've seen so far. We knew he was a great, you know, accomplished artist, but then it's like in such a short period does this come in and do like a, you know, magnum opus of, of, of you know, uh, he'd been doing, he'd been doing Frankenstein, he'd been doing like the classic monster for years and doing little bits and doing eerie and creepy and magazine, but then to get that book done was amazing. So then there's a period where it's like, you know, comics, they sort of, move away and they're like, oh, you know, it's not as good as Frankenstein, but you know, it's not as good as that book. But then he, he went to do Creep Show, you know, he did a bunch of stuff with Stephen King. And then when you like saying, oh, okay, well, we had the cult, you right. know, and it's like the cult, I you know, really enjoyed the cult. He'd done, I think some for, was it, um, what's that thing, um, Heavy Metal, which he did Captain Stern and did a comic book of that. But then you had this long period where people started saying, oh, it's not as good, but you had Kelly Jones, who's uh, sort of a son of, of um, Bernie Wrightson, you have Mignola, who's sort of a son of, of um, Bernie Wrightson also, but then he came back to comics at IDW, he did a ton of, 
there's a good four miniseries with the Steve Niles, which is Dead, she said. There's um, Dr. Macabre, and then he did a, he was starting to do a, like a, like a, I guess a sequel to Frankenstein, where they were seeing where the character was at at this point. And just, there's two issues that he got to do before he got ill, you know, he became ill. But they're gorgeous books. They're out there. There's a nice collection from IDW of his work. So, I mean, you know, and the fact we talk with Mario about, I mean, so we talk with big, big business about it, and he's even scared of it. So it's like that's the whole effect. But then there's also emotion. There's also emotion there that he has in his work, which was, you know, it's unparalleled. So to have the horror, but also have the quiet moments too. So what was his fascination with the horror? This is right. It's seeming as though that's well. He was reading. That, the, that was throughout his whole. And um, he was good at it. Yeah. I mean, you look at those old creep show books. I yes. mean, those would scare. I mean, those would yeah. scare kids now more than any of the stuff that you would oh, see on TV because, me. yeah, because all that, <laughs> all those images, those things yeah. are plastered in your mind. Yeah. Okay, and you have to make the movements. You have to put the voices in. Mm -hmm. And he did everything with the, like the elongated fingers coming at yeah. you, like the drooping eyes, mm -hmm. and the eyes would look moist, like it was gonna pop yeah. out of the socket. Those type of things that he would do on the uh, the creep show books, and he could I, do good good humor. The humor, the Captain Stern stuff, yeah, is like you know it's in like because it was actually in the heavy metal movie. So they used his character for this character, this guy who's like um, James Garner, and sort of a you know out of space like um, Huckster. Yeah, wrote exactly. So it's like, and it's like he got to do in the '90s when all this other stuff is selling millions. He put five, six issues of Captain Stern out. And I remember a reviewer, and they're just torching the X-Men and everything. It's like, we still got Captain Stern. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And again, the IDW stuff. IDW's done really good collections. Yeah. I mean, really nice collections. Mm -hmm. So it's a great way to bonus, bone up on some of his work if you're not familiar with it. Or if you really love it, it's a good piece to have for, you. it's a good piece to have for yourself. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it will, it, it's not as good as having Bernie with us, but yeah. it's a good way to definitely familiarize yourself or once again go back and appreciate the work that we've lost. Yes, and um, you know, so, you know, our condolences to the family and def definitely to us, the fans. We you know we you know we love your work and you know just good tidings to everyone. Spin it rack out. <laughs>